Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm James. And welcome to the Cornwall Property Podcast, where every week we bring you the latest news, hot topics and guidance around the Cornwall property market. Stay tuned to be informed, inspired and to have any of your property-related questions answered by trusted local property professionals. Welcome back. I'm Dan. I'm James. And this is episode 49, believe it or not, of the Cornwall Property Podcast. Good to be here. As always, as always. So this is our Ask Dan and James episode where we literally as it sounds, as it does on the tin, uh, we answer questions that you kindly have sent in. So um, yeah, if you want to go to questions for us, how can they get in touch? They can get in touch with us by going onto our social media platforms such as Facebook and Instagram on Cornwall Property Podcast. They can also send us an email, which is hello at cornwallpropertypodcast.com. And Dan and I are here ready and waiting for your questions. So without further ado, we'll start with our first one, which is from John T. Intrazillion, who asked the following. I have a buy to let in Bodmin with a tenant currently in situ. I am worried what to do as my mortgage is up for renewal, but there are no products that fit on the stress test. Yeah, I know what this feels like, John T. This means I go on to variable rate, which is £748 per month, ouch, and my rent received is £700. Before my mortgage was on £299 per calendar month on a five-year fix. Should I sell or should I hold? Oh, feel for you there, John C. Should I stay or should I go? Yeah, John C, thanks for getting in touch. And um, yeah, I'm completely empathised with your situation there. That is not a nice situation to be in. Although the listeners may just see that as a, a forty-eight pound a month de- deficit, there's more behind that than just forty-eight pound deficit, isn't there? There's, there's obviously, if this is in your own name or if it's in the company name, there's things that we need to just take into consideration there. But you're also going to have to be paying, or you, there's going to be tax on that as well. Um, so it's going to be more than just forty-eight pounds, John C. As I'm sure you are very well aware, and if you're not so aware, definitely speak and out and reach out to your uh, your accountant because they'll they'll need to um, update you on that whole section twenty-four side of things too. So, if my for my James, you obviously throw your your uh, hat in the ring in a second, but for me, I think can you weather this storm? Can how long can you weather this storm for? One month, two months, three months, if that is possible, find out exactly what you're minusing every month. Can you weather that for maybe two or three months? Because as James and I touched upon last um, in, the, in episode 48, things are changing currently in the market. The lending is becoming more competitive. Rates are becoming a little bit more attractive than they were. Um, the Bank of um, England actually on their recent uh, increase on the interest rates in the minutes of that meeting that they had, they actually mentioned in there that they, uh, that the, the predictions were people predicting the interest rates to go, which I think are looking, looking around five, five and a half, six percent. Mm-hmm. They're actually saying that they see it not going as high as that. Mm-hmm. So they're seeing the interest rates ending finishing at around four point five percent. But again, that they're actually minutes written from that meeting with the Bank of England. So it was interesting to see. But with that information, again, whether or not that's just they're putting that out there to try and calm the market or not. But in essence, what I'm trying to get at here is if you can with the storm, perhaps it's time just to sit on your hands for a, for a couple of months just to see where we're at and get those um, get those rates back down because they are coming down, John T. But it is so, so important. Don't just speak to one mortgage uh, broker either. Speak to two, speak to three, speak to whoever you can to get as many competitive options and, and solutions here because... Uh, I think if you can't, then maybe, maybe we've got to perhaps considering selling this because it is becoming a liability to you. You're not making money on this anymore. Um, and that isn't something you want to be holding on to. That's not, that's not an asset. It's a liability. So I think option one, 
depending on how much you are losing, can you sit on this for a couple of months to see if the uh, the rates change or improve? Option two, you may have to consider maybe selling this. What are your thoughts, James? Yeah, I think you make some similar points to what I'm thinking. Uh, I, I always try and get the positives out of anything, really. But just have a look at what it's looked like for the last five years. Give or take, you've made 400 pounds gross profit uh, before tax per calendar month uh, for 12 months for five years so that's pretty good and well done you that's a really nice kind of deal for that to stack if the rent's always been at 700 give or take but also don't forget about how much the property is now worth from where it was five years ago i have no doubt in my mind that the property may have gone up in the last couple of years so you're probably quite good on capital appreciation there as well but you know maybe now will be a good time to exit you've made that money over the five years lovely job and you've also made um you know a few thousand pounds uh in the um capital appreciation so it's time to exit just be aware you've also got taxes on the other end there if you do sell so you've got the capital gains tax but if i were in your shoes uh if you need to sell it sell it you know every, everybody's situation is different but if you can hold on like dan says and weather the storm i would do that because i think we are going to see some drops uh you may not get back to your your 400 gross per calendar month but generally on buy to lets for me i sort of say if you're doing you know 300 you, you're doing pretty well uh you know in this day and age but i appreciate you've got taxes to pay but yeah try and weather the storm if you can but if you need to sell you're going to make some money as well so it's win-win i'd also chuck in there john see that the rent you haven't mentioned if rent has gone up or down at all like what's the harm in in perhaps if this is the way it is then you're going to need to maybe make make a rent increase because naturally i think in the papers at the minute i think the reports are with the latest um index they're, they're, they're continually they're record highs and they've gone up like 11 percent um over the last i think it was like four four months or so like it's gone crazy absolutely crazy um so again i think it's only if if you can't afford to be losing out that this this much um at the same time it's the tenant if you ask the tenant look this is not ideal but for the case, for the sake of maybe an extra 50 i don't know 50 maybe 100 pound a month is that or we have to move out but the other thing you got to bear in mind is it's not necessarily doing a bad thing because rents are going up anyway if you were to sell this the tenant is used to be paying at 700 pounds well if they're then going to be having to move out of this property they're going to really struggle to find a similar type of property for that sort of money if you haven't been increasing the, the rent Great. what i don't like the idea is is, is holding the rents at the same price for five years and all of a sudden slapping a £150 increase. That is what hits and hurts so bad. Um, and that's just too much of an impact. That's why perhaps, um, not that we do it, but maybe that's something they need to look at is maybe steady increments of rent increases every every year, maybe £20 a, month, a year. It goes up £20 a year because it slowly, gradually gets the tenants used to um, the market conditions. Because the problem you're going to have is at the minute, if a tenant's been on the £700 for three, four years, the reality check is rents have gone up considerably in that time. So if they're going to have to get out of this and exit this property, they're going to have to find somewhere else, but they're not going to any longer be able to afford that, um, afford what it, what it is. So I think that's another po- possible option is having these discussions with your with your tenants and we try and be as open as honest as we can be. If there are this, these sort of issues, issues then maybe it's a, a conversation that needs to be had. But I think you've got two or three options there um, and hopefully one, if not two, can help you. Yeah, the only other thing you could also do, John, too, is look at how much money the property has gone up by in the last five years. Because what you might be able to do without knowing it is go into a different product with a lower loan to value where the rate would be better anyway. Um, so I don't know what you're sort of geared on now, 75% loan to value uh, lending with a mortgage company. You might be able to come down to maybe 60% and you'll get a better rate anyway. And the figures might look a bit more rosy, but just, you know, have a look into it. It's just another rock that you might want to unturn there. In short, I think it is a definite 
speak to as many brokers as you can at the minute and get as many Definitely. eyes on it. And no harm in getting a quick valuation on the property, see how much it's actually worth now as well. And that will cover you for both remortgage or um, selling. For sure, for sure. Second question for today then is from Katie and Bobbin who asks, a friend has asked for my help. He has recently split from his partner and she has had to come off about, off their mortgage. My friend fails all affordability stress tests on his own and has asked if I can jump on his mortgage to help ensure he doesn't lose his home. I am looking to invest in my first buy-to-let property and was wondering if this were, uh, with me helping it, would, would affect my chances of getting further lending on that. Oh, you're a, you seem like a very good uh, good friend there, <laughs> Katie. Yeah. That is uh, nice to know people exist like that in the world. And um, yeah, feel for your friend as well. Not a nice position to be in, but it does happen. Relationships do come to an end for whatever reason. And uh, yeah, the affordability in the lender's eyes, they still need to make sure that it stacks up. So in answer to your question, yes, you could come onto the mortgage uh, for sure. That wouldn't be a problem for them. In fact, that would be a benefit. So they didn't have to kind of sell. Um, and that's very nice that you would do that that but you do need to kind of look after yourself as well is that if you're looking at doing your first buy to let they will look at your bank statements and if they see that that extra few hundred pounds they will probably challenge you know where where is that overhead going to um whether you pay your friend's mortgage can be direct or whether you probably would just put it into uh his or hers bank account uh, they will sort of see that against the stress testing or if they pay at all i suppose yeah one thing that hasn't been discussed here and, and i would definitely do and i this would be my advice of the way to go is i would try and see if his mortgage company would allow a guarantor against the mortgage um, so that if he fails because you could say look I, I am going to be able to afford this without a problem um, and I've also got a guarantor uh, that would be able to come in that would be um, you know your good self and then if you're being a guarantor to that mortgage you can you know just you know the, the guarantor will kick in and that's not a problem but it's not as going as a, a mark on the mortgage to say that you're actually joint tied in on another one so I would try the guarantor route first no that's a great shout yeah the guarantor option and I, I think another you haven't mentioned if you actually are going to have to contribute to this mortgage Casey I'm assuming that your your friend here is able to afford it but he's just failing Good the point, stress tests yeah. so hopefully if you're not actually going to have any trace of any payments out then it, that's as James said what the mortgage lender is going to look at is they're going to want bank statements to show your outgoings and that you can afford um afford the new mortgage that you're going to get on your own buy to let but as long as nothing there's no trace of you actually being on this mortgage in terms of financially then i don't think it should be too much of an issue but again no one better to ask we're not mortgage advisors it is no one better than us than your mortgage uh, advisor so i definitely recommend doing that but i think the guarantor is a great shout as well yeah definitely and good luck with it and sorry to hear about your friend definitely definitely so uh, hopefully that has helped uh, John T and Katie and others who may be in similar situations and if you've got any questions please do not hesitate to get in touch with us yep and you can do that by going onto our social media platforms such as Facebook and Instagram or you can send us an email on hello at cornwallpropertypodcast.com and Dan and I will endeavour to uh, come back to you as soon as possible and thank you as always for all your support with this podcast because without you we wouldn't be able to do what we do and create more homes in Cornwall definitely so well that's a goodbye from me goodbye from me until next time